Hey everybody, welcome to another quarter of the Quarterly Soccer Thread Podcast. Uh, it's Q3, it's Q3, we're in the books, here we are. Uh, more importantly, it's Women's World Cup time, and we thought we were going to podcast a lot during the Women's World Cup. Turns out, life keeps happening during the Women's World Cup too, though, so uh, it's been a little little tricky. Uh, and, you know, life is particularly happening for one Ryan Palmer and one Colin Smith, Yeah. so they're not here. But we've got Mike Samuelson in Minneapolis. Oh, man. I'm... So happy to be here. It's been, I'd say it's been a week, but it's really been like at least a couple weeks of just, man, just, just not, not great times over here. Uh, you know, there's, there's been good times, but just a lot of work BS, uh, it's been stressing me out. And I mean, nothing gets your head away from work. Like the soccer thread podcast, just, just an hour of this, just an hour of complete BS. Um, (laughs) Man, but I, I, the real reason but we're like potting in the good way, the good BS, yeah, not like yeah. work BS. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Women's World Cup obviously is a, is a big draw, but I've got a ham update, uh, that I know the listeners are dying for. So if, you know, uh, for those who might have missed the Q2 podcast, uh, right after Easter, my wife went to Target and just bought a whole ham, just the whole ham. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, t- we talked about this today because um, we ate a lot of ham and then we froze some because uh, turns out if you buy a whole ham, even if you eat ham like five days in a row for every meal, there's still a lot of ham left. Yeah. She claimed she thought it was mostly bone. Um, so, cl- you know, not a veterinarian. That's that's no one's fault. Now she's learned. <laughs> but we um, we tried to unfreeze some of the ham that we froze. And it turns out like target ham that's already on sale does not freeze and unfreeze very well, uh, at least to our taste. So let this be a lesson to everyone, including, including our family that you buy that ham, you, you don't freeze it. You got to just invite people over. You got to give it away or you just don't buy 12 pounds of ham. It's just not what you do. Could it go in a soup or is it like gone? It's gone, gone. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, if someone probably gave it to you, it might be okay. But then once you're like, oh, I don't know, this is it's kind of weird. And then it's just it's all it's all mental at this point. We do have a bunch of ham hock or like ham, uh, you know, soup stuff. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Broth, ham broth that we made with okay. the bone. Yeah. So that's frozen. So we'll we'll try unfreezing that at some point, make some soup. But uh yeah, if anyone in the you know greater Twin Cities area wants some frozen ham, we do have some. We're <laughs> going to try and give it to the in-laws. They're probably a little bit less discerning. But, uh, yeah, it's a, a rough end to what was really a glorious start for that ham. I feel like it's okay. It's, what are we, it's almost six months past uh, Easter? It's it's okay to let that go. It's time to let go, yeah. So, yeah, when you, yeah. When you say you've learned from your mistakes, does that mean, like, Next time you you buy your twelve pound ham, you have to like put together a distribution <laughs> list of like, okay, this is a, these are the people that uh-huh. we have to to hand it out to get rid of our ham. I think that might be I a mean, good it's way the, to go about it. 
it's definitely a flow chart, right? So it's, you know, the first part of the flow chart is, do I need 12 pounds of ham? And the answer is always no. So then you go to the next stage of, am I going to buy this ham anyway? And if the answer is yes, then yeah, you have to call like 12 friends and say, all right, do you each want a pound of ham? And it's the flow chart. And that, that, that's, a, that's another good way of finding out who your real friends are. <laughs> if, you, if you'll share a ham with somebody, you guys are tight. That's a tight friendship. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I've got, I've got pounds of ham. I need you to come over to my house ASAP. <laughs> Boom. And the people that come running, you know you can trust them. <laughs> those, are, those are your real ham buddies. Yep. Amazing. Uh, Keevan is on the line. You heard him. I didn't get to introduce him before we got into the ham chat. Keevan, how are you? I am doing well. I'm excited to uh, to to talk soccer. Um, I guess uh, a quick update. I mean, for the quarterly, I guess I'm I'm more of a what yearly uh, <laughs> guest um, contributor. But yeah. I just found out at my work that there is um, through a like I think I was wearing some kind of soccer shirt. And a guy on our production team caught wind of it. And so now whenever I see him at work, we talk soccer, which is pretty cool. Um, but oh, that's nice. uh, yesterday, I'm like, so how our building is, is laid out at work is um, like one side of the building is the sales team, which I am on. And then the other side is like the production and manufacturing. I'm in sales. He works in the manufacturing component of it. And to get to like the restroom, you have to walk through like a certain part of production. So I'm like walking to use the restroom in the middle of the day. And like I turn a corner, just about to open the door. And all of a sudden I hear like, Keevan, Keevan, <laughs> like just yelling. <laughs> and I turn around the corner and this, this gentleman's name is Chris. He's like a, um, he's probably about 50 year old. And um, he's like, he, just wanted to talk soccer for a few minutes before I went into the bathroom. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. Like <laughs> a nice little break. Love and it. that's a tough catch though. He right? is, that moment. Yeah. How bad did you have to go? <laughs> I could hold it. I could hold it. I mean, Hey, like I said, okay. it's always that's fun good. to talk soccer, any excuse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Chris is not too, um, he's not feeling too confident about the women's team, but, um, Whoa. yeah, but he's still, Chris, watching. you've come to the right place. Yeah. I'll have to let him know. If you really want some negativity, here's someone you can listen to. Here's some guys I know. I, I really thought this this story when you started being like, "Oh, I wore a soccer shirt," and then and I thought it was gonna be like somebody decided to nickname you like Beckham or or you know Messi or something. And just now, every time you see that person, they're like, "Hey, Beckham, how's it going?" But uh, your story is a lot a lot friendlier. No, I just think he hasn't like he has no one else to talk soccer with. So whenever he sees me, he just. Yeah he un- unloads which is fine with me <laughs> that is wonderful love it love it uh let's see do i have an update i don't think i have an update i think i just you know we continue on we're doing what we're doing uh yeah yeah that's it that's it let's talk then women's world Wait, there was something else, Mike. Do we have any? I've got a little intro game. If anyone, oh yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. Okay, I am interested. So this was just I threw this on at the end initially because a a player who's I know very close to your heart, Dan, very close to Ryan's heart, uh, Gigi Buffon, retiring at the age of forty-five. 
little peek behind the curtain here. We were having some some AV issues getting set up. So, you know, we've got a few minutes. Just pull up the Wikipedia. Check out Gigi's Wikipedia page. He is in an uh, exclusive club. Players who have played a thousand games or more. This is professionally and with their national team. Uh, According to Wikipedia, the page of men's footballers with more than a thousand appearances has 43 members. One of which is Gigi Buffon. So can you name any of the other 42? Are we just spitballing or are we going back and forth, Keith? Uh, if you, I, wow, you have the confidence to go back and forth. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm more spitballing. I, I've got one, so I want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. I mean, Pele did, right? He played for a long time. He's got to be on that list. I mean, you'd think so, but he's not, apparently. Not. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shockingly, Pele, not on the list. I think. That seemed like a great guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, there's so there's for the for the win. <laughs> my okay. So my first, I'm not gonna try to talk through this. One that there's that. Um, wait, this is appearances for just for international or for any. any this amount? is club plus Combined. international. Okay, so I know who it, I can see his face. I don't know his name, but it's that that guy and uh, the Japanese guy who's like 53. He plays. Oh, I think he's, yeah. he's currently playing in like the second league of Portugal. Maybe I don't know his name though, so that's where that's my fallback. But I always see on um, like in social media how like oh fifty three and he's still doing it. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like every year you get the little social media notifications like he signed a new contract. Yeah, like, yeah. Keep going. So keep going. unfortunately, yep. I don't know his name, and I'm not gonna take a guess because. I, just don't. So my second thought would be it's got to be some kind of goalkeeper, because um, you know they have yeah a little goalkeepers bit, are good. They have a little bit more of extension of a career. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like, man, someone who played a lot. Of who like played? This. Schmeichel played yeah, a lot and played the long time. He got old, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, um, Peter. Yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah, what about Czech played a while? Um, and then... Uh, uh, Schmeichel, not, not on the list, unfortunately. Man. All right, I'll go David uh, Seaman. Keith, that's, my, that's my final answer. He played a lot. Uh, yeah, Seaman, I believe, is on there. Because he played a lot of international and club. That's, that's the thing. You got to have yeah, both. Yeah, he got both. Yeah. Yep, yep. 100, so, 153 appearances. Number twenty six on the list, and also uh, love the shout for my guy King Kazu, who's now fifty six. Uh, Kazu Kazuyoshi Miura, yeah, fifty six. Played in. He's technically signed to uh, Yokohama FC as he's been for the last eighteen years. Uh, but you're right; he is currently on loan at Alavarense in Portugal. So just cruising, cruising the world. He's got four appearances this calendar year. And then uh, That's great. I don't know how I don't think of his name. I like the Bayern keeper too, Dave, who was there forever. He's now like there. Uh, oh, Alcon, yeah. Not, not on the guess. list. Wow, not on the list. Good guess. What though. about uh, English goalkeepers named David? How about David James? He played until he was Ooh. old. Yeah, 
Number 38 on the list. Come on. 1,023 nice. appearances. Whew, just pipped over the line. Yeah, that's a good what one. About, there's that guy that is like the leading all-time international goal scorer. He's Iranian, I think. Ali, maybe is his name. I don't think he's on there. Good shout. I think, uh, yeah, turns out a thousand is just a really big number. It's a big number. Yeah, Who is. are we? Any are we missing big ones? Oh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of folks you know on this list. Uh, yeah. You guys want some hints? So we at the hint level. What? Yeah. I mean, so I mean, what about um, Iniesta? Because he played forever in like yep. Japan, Ooh. right? That's good. Yeah, that's good. He's on the list. Uh, yeah, still still active oh, apparently really? according to this list. Uh, number 32, 1,043 appearances. He's racked up 130 appearances just hanging out in Japan. Not bad. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to find like the twilight of the career where they can still play and get that paper. Yep. Yep. Um, there's, there's a decent amount of guys who are active. A lot of Spaniards. I'll just throw that out there. A lot of Spaniards. Oh man. Guys who are active or like were very prominent in our lifetime. And still active. I mean, so, some of them are not are not playing anymore, but like, you know, retired within like the recent. last five years. I mean, is Sergio Ramos, PK, on there? Ramos, Ramos, Ramos is on is there. Good one. Ramos is forty two. Just just joined the club this year. One thousand five appearances. Congrats, Sergio. Yep, Good big job. moment for him. Uh, uh, PK not on the list. I don't think. Busquets is probably too young still. Not on the list. Uh, who else played think so a, much? A couple, couple Bobby goalies, Fia? couple goalies. Casillas, uh, oh, yeah. Casillas is on there. Yeah, Casillas yeah. is on there, uh. big time. Yeah, because I, th- I think he was another one of those guys who like started playing for Madrid when he was, you know, nineteen That's as a true. goalie or whatever. Yeah, started early. He's, yeah. he's number thirteen, eleven hundred appearances. Not too wow. shabby. Oh. Uh, uh, you guys are also missing just two, two icons of the game. Both currently playing. Both have, you know, switched clubs recently. Oh, the big the big two, if you will. If you will. Ronaldo and Messi are both on there. Yeah. I guess that they're both started young. That makes sense. Yep. And they're old now. Okay. Ronaldo, twelve hundred appearances, number five on the list. Do uh CONCACAF League's cup appearances <laughs> count in this or not? Great question. Uh they do not appear to be. Let me see here. No, they're they're on there. He's got he's got his three, yeah, three inner Miami appearances. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Messi's at just under eleven hundred, so he'll get there. Um. All right. Any last guesses before I just run off some fun names? No. Uh, all right. So first ahead. of all, number one, Peter Peter Shilton, the legend. Oh, sorry, Keith. Uh, you got any last? No, guesses? No, no, no. I said go. I meant yeah. Go ahead and rattle them off. Peter Shilton, fourteen hundred appearances. Just that's just that's good. Thirty-two yeah. year career. Uh, someone named Paul Bastock is number two. Started playing in nineteen eighty-eight. He is still playing. He is fifty-three years old. He's playing for Boston United. Colin, go watch him. It's not the same Boston, but go watch him anyway. <laughs> uh, other fun names: Javi's got a lot of appearances. Roberto Carlos, uh, Javier Zanetti. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Zanetti's good. Zanetti's good. Danny Alves, Raul, uh, Rivaldo, 
Yeah, just Paolo Maldini, Ryan Giggs, just yeah. you know, just a fun list of guys who you're like, oh yeah, that guy did play a lot. Luca uh, Modric just got over a thousand. So oh, yeah. wow, I wouldn't think of him as like a consistent like just year after year after yeah. year. But I guess I mean Madrid just plays so many games and he just plays every game for them. So it's like yeah, you play yeah, sixty games a year like ten years in a row. Croatia too, a lot yeah. of games, yeah. Uh, Sadorf, and then the the newest member of the list, Pepe Reina, who uh, again also wow. is apparently still active, uh, playing oh. for Villarreal in Spain, just turned forty. I mean, he was just at Aston Villa, right? I mean, not just, but last year, twenty twenty, uh, and he hung out in Lazio for a little ago? bit. Yeah, wow, yeah, very fun list. I encourage everyone to peruse it. <clears throat> You'll learn a lot. I was, I was very. Yeah, that was good. I was worried you were going to make us uh, name clubs that uh, Buffon had played at. Oh, that was that was going to be. I mean, it may be a short list, but I was worried if we had to go deep on it. Like recent years, I'm not sure. Yeah, after it's, PSG, it's just PS. He's he started at Parma and ended at Parma, and then he mostly played at Juve in between, and then he had that like one season at PSG. That's okay. it. So he wasn't quite as like. He didn't get journeyman really yeah. towards the end. He's no King Kazu. <laughs> Unfortunately for him. Yeah. We could all be so lucky. Uh that's very good. Very good. Women's World Cup. Let's talk about it. USA done with the group stage. The whole group stage over, in fact. USA's uh group recap. They were in the group with Vietnam, Netherlands, and Portugal. Opening game, three nil over Vietnam. Uh Kevin, how many goals did you think we were going to win that game by going in? How so, disappointing was three for you? Okay, so the the line, you know, i got to go to gambling. I think the line was six yeah, and a yeah. half. Obviously. That's why you're here. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, before we get too deep into gambling, I have not gambled on the world, the Women's World Cup as much as I should have. Um <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I'm down right now of the of the minimal bets that I've um, done, but I can get get into that at a l- later time. But um, mm-hmm. I expected more. Oh, you're yeah, gonna so, say, but I can get back to even. I can get, <laughs> but I can do it. I can do it. No, I, Mike, if you've gambled for as long as I have in my um, gambling uh, brain, I don't know what to call it. You know that you just you, you're never gonna win, but you just you just I mean, keep, you just keep going. I love the honesty. I love that you're yeah. you're honest with yourself. It's it's a lot like sports, you know. I just ex- expect the worst, and um, if it's a good, then I'm very, very, very happy. I'm Pep Pep Guardiola I'm very happy. Pep Pep Guardiola happy. I think that's healthy. That's a good way to handle it. But um, go uh, on, so yeah, disappointing but, result. Wait, yeah. I, I don't know if you wanted me to dive into the Vietnam game, but um, yeah, I expected more. Um, I guess you can kind of say that with every every one of these games, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, and like, I guess the other thing, and this is kind of, I don't know if we're gonna get into this, but I I, I prefer that the World Cup doesn't have like the thirteen to zero games, and it's kind of refreshing to sure to see yeah. that there's more, um, like, there there isn't teams that people just beat up on, and like. It's not just USA rolling over everyone or whatever the case may be. Like, it's not just it's not top heavy as much 
top heavy as anymore as it as it was in past years. So I just think that's very. I mean, I think it's great for the game. Um, I mean, it may it's not that great for USA when you're supposed to be like the number one and you're not rolling teams. Yeah, but right. um, overall, it's made for a very exciting tournament. So I think that's kind of a cool component of it. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But um, yeah, US is kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I mean, they got through, so it's not like I'm like pressing the panic button, um, because essentially any knockout tournament, it's, you know, you have to grind out wins and that's exactly what they're doing. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I I mean, technically if you're going to be like, if you want to be a champion, grinding out draws more like, yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, we can get into what I think like our, um, you know, like our weaknesses are and you know how maybe how they can I mean, be addressed but i like, want to but let's yeah but i want to get ahead so of vietnam the nil, a, yeah <laughs> a disappointing win against vietnam somehow uh one one against the netherlands netherlands is a good team i think uh we would have thought of ourselves as the favorite but a one one draw didn't seem like the end of the world it just didn't look good anyway though uh, and then nil-nil against uh, Portugal, a win would have kept everybody real comfortable and safe. Before the game, uh, there were still hopes of finishing first in the group. If you know, if Netherlands couldn't crush Vietnam and we and we did well against Portugal, maybe goal differential we could have come finish top on goal differential. That went away quickly as Netherlands just crushed Vietnam, uh, and obviously we did not crush Portugal. Nil-nil draw. So. Like Kevin, you said, disappointing all the way through, but we're through. So, you know, that's better than uh, many other teams, actually. <laughs> so, very surprisingly, Germany went out uh, this morning, early today, on the last day of the group stage stuff. Uh, Canada's out. Brazil is out. Canada, I think I heard it's the first time that and a reigning Olympic champion has failed to get out of the group in the following World Cup. Mm. Uh, so disappointing from them. Uh, so there are big teams falling. Three in the top ten of the FIFA rankings uh, are out. And and Germany, they won their first game 6-0 or something. Like They look like the best team in the tournament in that first round uh, and didn't get out of the group. So there are definitely worse things than finishing second and getting through. But it just hasn't looked good. Um Mike, it, yeah, it's just looked. I mean, so I watched the first two games. The the game, uh, I think it was yesterday against Portugal, was a little too a little too early for my taste. Uh, you guys know I like to be in bed at nine o'clock. That game was at two thirty. It was it was tough. But the first two games, I mean, very different. Obviously, like Vietnam, you know, we were much more sort of dominant. Uh, Netherlands, we were kind of on the back foot for the beginning, and then kind of grew into the game, but. In both cases, I feel like we just really looked kind of slow in midfield, like both offensively and defensively. Um, and then just things weren't really clicking up top either. Um, I feel, you know, in the back, I think we've looked solid. Like, you know, we've only let in one goal over three games. Got a little lucky against Portugal, you know, ball at the post. But like just being able to kind of play through the midfield just hasn't been happening. And I don't know. It just it just kind of feels like everything just seems a little bit slower than what we're used to with this team. We're usually like and even the commentators have talked about how like athletically, you know, this team has huge advantages, but 
that hasn't really come through for me. It just kind of feels like maybe they're just out of sorts. Like I know that, you know, um, not you know th- th- there's some players who are missing with injury there's you know people who are kind of being inserted like kind of late but yeah it just hasn't really looked like we we've clicked yeah i mean i couldn't agree more do you think keven that's a player issue or just unlucky i mean <laughs> i know we're big fans of xg but i think it, in the portugal game the XG battle was like 2.3 goals for us versus 0.2 to them or something. So I, I mean, I think you could just say, look, it didn't look good, but actually it could have easily been two nil and then we'd be fine with it. Um, what do you think is what going on with them? Keaton? Cause I agree with Mike, basically it's kind of hard to figure out. Yeah, it is. But I think, I mean, if, if you're watching a game and you don't know, like, you know, what approach are they? So, like, if I had to ask you, what is the women's, like, approach to a game, right? Like, are they trying to, you know, they have these th- they have these three um, stars up top, you know, Alex Morgan and Sophia Smith is supposed to be the next, like, um, you know, coming and take kind of take over for yeah, that and be amazing. the goal scoring. Yes, yep. and she, I mean, she 100% is, but, like, are, is she being set up for success is my question. And then, like, is it – because I think our success in the past has been we have that world-class talent and we're able to create this system that allows – like, highlights that, right? Like, in past years, it was Alex Morgan. We try to feed her. We we give her some space. We have um, Rapino on the, on the sideline – or on the side, you know, kind of ripping – like they, the defenders have to worry about her, and then you know Alex Morgan just does her thing. So like we give her space to to you know go at people, and Rapino was is able to go at people where, like, yeah. I don't think and like Sophia Smith, I know she's technically she's on the wing, and I don't, I'm pretty sure in club she doesn't do that, but like I think she's talented enough to. Mm, she's a striker. Yeah, yeah dang, dang yeah. get on your soapbox about. I know you want to see Sophia Smith playing through the middle, so but that's this but is your but chance. but also I mean, like she. Like and Dan, maybe you can yeah you can attribute to this because you watch her more and her club. But like she is successful when she's dribbling at people, right? That's what I imagine. And like the system that we have now, it just seems so narrow that like her uh, Morgan and then whoever's on the other side. I know Rodman's been there a couple times and she's ultra talented mm-hmm. as well. But it just seems like they don't have the space to like dribble at people and be dangerous. Where that's like what the modern system is. And I think that's what Flacco is like trying to do, but it just doesn't look that way. And like, and if you, and again, if you don't know, like if you, if you're looking at the game and you have no idea of what, like what is us trying to do, then that's an issue. Right. And I think you put that on the coaching where like we have these players yeah. that can rip people up and like, yeah, their strengths, I think are dribbling at people and Alex Morgan getting in behind and you just don't see that. So like, how can he set up a system that allows them to do that? And I don't think he is doing that. And again, I guess you can highlight on Sophia Smith. I think she like needs to be kind of that talisman where like we've had that in the World Cup, right? Like the Carly Lloyd sh- showed out and Alex Morgan showed out. And yeah. I think they yeah. even like set this up to be Sophia Smith is like, this is her time to shine. And I just don't think he's put her in the right position to do that and like not utilizing her strengths and not like. I know you don't build, you shouldn't build a system around one player, but like when you have that kind of talent, 
that's kind of what you need to do, right? And that's what the U.S. was really good in the past World Cups because they were able to do that. Like Rapino was, was showing out and scoring absurd goals because we were like feeding her the ball and giving her tons and tons of opportunities. Same with Carly Lloyd and Alex Morgan and all that. And I just don't see that here with this team. Yeah. I mean, Sophia Smith is amazing. And the things she can do with the ball at her feet are, is ridiculous for the Portland Thorns. She plays up the middle and to me, and she's like the, I forget what the numbers are exactly, but like far and away the leading goal scorer. She may also be the uh, leading assist getter in the league right now. Like she does so well and she does everything and it's not just finishing, right? It's combining, it's setting other people up and to have that kind of a talent play out of position is really, I think a waste. And so if I was trying to be charitable to Vlatko, there's also a line of thinking that would say, get your best 11 players on the field. And if that includes Alex Morgan, then like maybe Sophia Smith does a better job on the wing than Alex Morgan does. And so that's kind of how it works. Like if that, if you subscribe to that, get your 11 best players on the field, then I kind of get it. But we're three games in now and don't have nearly the number of goals that we would have liked to. And so at some point, even if that was your belief initially, don't you have to make a change? Well, and, and I think at least against Netherlands, like there was a little bit of switching between Morgan and Smith. Yeah, where Smith did play some. through the middle a little bit. And, you know, in the, in the last, like I, I thought, um, you know, Keith mentioned Trinity Rodman. She's, she was the, the third kind of striker, you know, playing on the other wing. And I thought she was really, really poor against Netherlands. Um, just like kind of shockingly bad. Uh, and she, she didn't start in the, in the Portugal game and Williams came in and, you know, from what I saw, she didn't really set the world to light either. Um, and so, I mean, I do wonder, like, it's definitely kind of a, a change of the guard. It's a big, a big stage. Like, obviously these are professionals are used to big games. You know, a lot of them have played, um, you know, Olympics or, or other, other big games at their club level. But I don't know. It just, it just kind of feels like the sum is less than, the, the parts or whatever that phrase is right now, at least going forward. And I think like to your point, Keevan, it doesn't really seem like we have a real sort of like attacking plan. Uh, it's kind of like get the ball to our wingers and let's see what they can do and put in a lot of crosses. And I know it's, Dan loves crosses. Well, it's weird too. Cause Keevan, you were also just saying it's so narrow that there's no space, but also all we're doing is swinging crosses in and, and somehow it's so narrow, but also like there are no triangles when they're playing offense. It's like all spread out. Everyone's on an island. So it's it's weird to me to that it's like it feels like it's both uh, too compact, too narrow, not expansive enough. But also like given that there's no combination, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I just I can't figure it out. And it feels like such like the kind of stuff that world-class players even if they're being poorly coached you would think would go out on the field and like be able to combine with the players around them on the pitch and that's not even happening so that's where i'm like does it actually come back on the players at some point um you know obviously carly lloyd after the portugal game was really upset that they were like taking pictures with fan that the players were taking pictures with fans and like question their commitment and their drive and why are they happy the post was the player of the game and i think uh carly lloyd seems bitter about something i'm not exactly sure what she has to be bitter about but uh you know that just seems like to 
to question the commitment is not what I'm trying to do at all. But like, what's why can't these players even connect some passes if there's no coaching? Like, good players should still be able to do that. Yeah, and no, I I, I don't think it's all. And Mike, I think touched on it is that I know we're kind of ragged on the the front three the last like few minutes, but our central midfield is is you know there's no switch of attack. Um, if there is, if we if if you do want it, if we're stuck on one side, like I'm gonna call out Andy Sullivan. I thought would should be doing better um, with that yeah. component of just switching the 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 field of attack. If it is stuck on one side, we gotta get it to the other side. It's just I just think she's kind of um, I guess I expected more from her. Um, just it, it, both movement off, movement off the ball and then movement of the ball. Like there's just no. Um, there's just no like it's just too stagnant, right? It just stays on one side, or it's a sloppy pass to try to get it through, or we just aren't even find trying to find those channels to to get it to those attackers too. So I think it's kind of just it's a combination of the midfield and the. I mean, I th- like you touched on it. Our defense, like I don't think, is an issue. I mean, there's gonna there's gonna be slip it's the ups best and defensive record in the yeah tournament, that Netherlands right? goal was one goal bad, allowed is but like. Yeah. With you know Dunn falling down and I f- and I forget who there's like, like a collision in the midfield. I think Sullivan was well, part yeah, of that. Yeah. Su- Sullivan, Sullivan just got just got beat in the midfield on that goal. Yeah. like she wasn't even there. But I just expected I mean, more from her. That's all. I, if we're gonna call out like players that need to do better, that's one. She's the one that kind of comes to mind immediately. But I mean, that's the other. So there's the the, the Trapatoni, right? Five percent better, thirty percent worse. And it seems like there are some obvious moves, like get Sophia Smith into the middle because that's her natural position. The other obvious one that people are calling for is to get Cook into the center back position for Ertz, and Ertz can bump up into that defending, uh, defensive holding yeah, midfielder get role, Sullivan out of which the six. Sullivan is struggling. Yeah, with, get her right? out of the six and put Ertz yeah. there. And so it it just feels like they're, you know, if you're going for something, if you have some vision and it doesn't work over three games, but you're lucky to get through. Like at some point, just I don't, I mean I, I do nobody else is seeing what Vlaco sees, but like just revert to the obvious stuff. Yeah, I mean right? I I do wonder if like Ertz is not fully fit to play the six because yeah, like she's that's fair. I mean I don't know. I'm just kind of guessing here. Yeah, like she took a couple years off. She's only been back playing for I don't know like four months maybe. A few months. Yeah, but yeah, I mean I agree. I think like Sullivan has looked pretty poor. I think also just like the way the midfield's been set up, it, it's kind of like a little bit of a head scratcher to me of like, you know, Sullivan's supposed to be the six and Haran's supposed to be kind of like a 10. And then like DeMello and Lavelle have kind of swapped in as like a, I don't know, somewhere in between. But it just kind of feels like there's not a lot of bite in the midfield defensively and there's not a ton of like thrust offensively. Like Lavelle brings a little of that. Now she's out for the next game. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just I almost feel like Blackco needs to just say like, all right, we're gonna put in you know maybe Ertz and Sullivan in the midfield and just like really get solid in there. And we're I mean we're really just counting on our attacking three, whoever they are, to score the goals anyway. I don't feel like if we say like, all right, you know Demello, you're not gonna play in the midfield. I don't think we're we're losing a ton offensively there. So I I don't know. It just. I agree with you, Dan, that it just feels like things are not working. And I, I hope we don't just like trot out the same thing against Sweden, who looks like, you know, they look very good. So, yeah, that 
the Vel is a big, a big, big loss. I think I, I remember I saw a stat. Um, don't don't quote me, but it was like the so the first half completed passes amongst Haran, Sullivan, and Lavelle. Um, one was like substantially lower than the um, Portugal central midfield, and then Rose Lavelle I think made up like sixty five percent of the completed passes compared to the other two. Um, wow. So like mm. her and I, I thought she's been playing well, and I don't know why she didn't she wasn't involved in the first two games more than. Than she was. She's coming off of a knock. Though. Oh, really? That okay. might just be fitness. And that just might yeah. be my badger pride coming out of like, why isn't she playing more? <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, oh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, that, that just sucks. She's not able to play because I think she's been one of the, um, one of the bright spots of the, of the team throughout the tournament. And just the whole two yellow cards is a weird rule, but it sucks. Yeah. I've always hated that rule. So, Dan, you you would put Smith in the middle, and then who would yep. who would the other two front fl- front three be for you? Uh, I think I'd Rodman or Williams. I think is a toss up. Uh, Rod. I mean, I agree. I think Williams has been a little better than Rodman, probably. So I'd probably stick with uh, Lynn Williams, and then. I'd like to see the 18 year old Thompson. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, where has she been? Like when nothing is going right and you need fresh ideas, what's more fresh than like the youngest player at the tournament uh, or second youngest or whatever it is. Right. And like her speed is crazy. She can get behind. Like let's, I, I do that yeah. as my roll of the dice. Right. Um, and then the other change I would make would be bump Ertz into the midfield at the six. Cook is great at center back, so why not let her play? Um, and I think, you know, just like fairly simple, no-brainer, obvious type moves to just try to reset, like provide a foundation for these players to go do something. Because right now, there's just, it doesn't look like it. Just doesn't look like they even have that foundation. That's a that's a bold move to pull Morgan, though. He's going to get ripped apart for that. But... I agree with I you. Mean, he's, Mate, yeah. It's going to get ripped either way, right? Yeah, so, it's a good point. Unless they win. Yeah. yeah so, and it's not all bad. I mean, I, I think they have the, the, like, I mean, they have the talent to figure it out. And like, as we've talked about and like, and the fact that they do have that talent, right? I don't, that's the other thing that's kind of been interesting with the tournament is we haven't seen like, um, like one of those like, oh shit goals. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that our, you know, Sophia Smith is more than capable of that. Alex Morgan, anyone on the, on our team can is almost pot, uh, like capable of that. Yeah. And so, like yeah. in a weird like one hundred one or zero zero or like KG game of a round of sixteen, like a world class goal coming out, like we can certainly pull that off. Um, I mean, not every goal has to be pretty, you know, or like not every build up has to be it. It just you know maybe Alex Morgan or so so. Or Smith just something does something absolutely like absurd, and they they can do that. So like, it's not all all not all lost or hope is lost, and we may they not be like be coached all that well, but they can pull it. Like certainly are pull, capable of pulling something out of their ass. Yeah, I mean it's only four games, right? So well, and one one other thing, so we can kind of debate like, all right, you know, who's responsible for like the poor performance on the field, but 
we haven't talked about the subs and I think the subs have been a real head scratcher, like against the Netherlands, we just seem to be wearing them down. And then, uh, you know, I think the only sub we made was at halftime with Lavelle going in, you know, didn't sub anyone, even as we got the momentum, even at, you know, we have these talented players on the bench who, you know, can come in fresh legs at 75 minutes and run at people. And then in the, in the Portugal game, you know, the first sub he made is Sophia Smith coming out at the 60th minute. Uh, so it's like, all right. I mean, I, I guess it's good that you're bringing subs in and, you know, I, I didn't, didn't watch that one, like I said, so maybe she was looking tired or whatever, but it, it seems odd to be like, all right, yeah, we need a goal and we're going to sub out our best player, uh, yeah. with 30 minutes left and put in, you know, Rapino, who's a good player, but like just hasn't looked her best in a little while now. Yeah. I think I, I didn't watch the game too. Cause I'm not, um, I wasn't, didn't stay up, but, um, from what I was reading it, like I think Netherlands was up like seven zero or something. So he just decided to go like defensive and just, you know, try to, well, we almost lost out. that game, right? Yeah. Like they we hit the post in, because, in yeah. uh, injury time. Right. And then but, we would have gone home. So yeah, you gotta, I'm just like, saying, take like, care of business. I, yeah. I'm just saying I can, you know, devil's advocate that I think he was trying to be a little yeah. bit more defensive where it's like, okay, we're not going to score eight goals in the next 30 minutes. So like, let's just try to, hold on to this kind of thing just yeah. lock it up yeah do you mike do you think that like even given the poor performances there's a chance that it actually starts to click like is there anything i don't know just that you believe in the quality of the players or you think that the tactics are close enough or like it's statistical noise which is something you said early in the tournament is, is there anything where you're like you know what this could come around i mean obviously it could happen right like there's talent there there's plenty of world cup winners on the team still uh even with the the younger folks but like it i feel like a lot of times you hear about teams that start slow in a tournament but then they like start building on it and you know every game looks a little bit better and that really hasn't been the case for us i mean yeah maybe we're just not finishing well like you mentioned the xgs against portugal but i think like overall what we've seen is just kind of been a little lethargic so yeah i mean they could totally pull it together against Sweden, you know, I'm sure they'll be up for this game. Uh, like still, according to FIFA, the number one team in the world right now. So we could definitely pull it together. But I, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like there's little, you know, buds of of like, oh, you, you know, we're, we've been looking really good. And it just, you know, it, it's all going to click. But I, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I think the game is at four o'clock Midwest time on Saturday or Sunday. And so thinking of a little, little oh, cheeky early morning. Yeah. And yeah. my positive part of it is like and you said it, we aren't giving up goals. So I'd rather mm-hmm. I'd rather us have issue putting putting goals in the back of the net rather than an issue of being a sieve and letting in goals. So um, yeah, if you had to pick point. a like a a recipe to be like a championship team, like a lockdown defense is a very strong like probably the main component of that. So that's what I'm going to rely on of like a positive thoughts That's going fair. into this mm-hmm. next game. Yeah. All right, Keevan. So given that, uh, where do you see this team going? And this is an intro to what bets are you making <laughs> for the rest of the tournament? Okay. Wow. Okay. So to answer the first question, I, God, I hate to be negative. Um, I think we'll, I'm probably, I think we'll make semis. Emotional hedge. We'll make semis. And then, you know, 
win a third place game probably um when it comes to gambling i'm big on oh this is a good story so i'm big on um <laughs> i'm big on go- anytime goal scorers right so um going into the vietnam game i was like all right usa is going to score a ton of goals uh yeah i will so i you know i go first thing i do is i go to my my gambling app i look up the odds of each goal scorer um first one i checked is um Roosevelt because she's my girl but she was not starting and I think her like payout was still like net like minus 200 or something like that so don't go to her go to Sophia Smith next hers was even like a less of a payout um so I locked her in so I won that first one and then I did that and I was like okay I'm just gonna ride the Sophia Smith train and I did that both for Netherlands and Portugal and <laughs> lost both those so um i'm gonna vladko yeah so just keep on betting on on red though it'll hit eventually <laughs> um i'm actually gonna go away from i'm gonna do the opposite of that tactic mike i am going to go away <laughs> from the u.s team and lauren james anytime mm. goal scorer she's been on a tear and i think england is gonna have a, a deep run they're playing well um and they kind of have the you know the pedigree of going through euros and how the a tournament like that works and i'll go with the hot hand of lauren james so that's my yeah. my tip my my gambling tip for the rest of the uh tournament watch lauren james yep, anytime goal scorer for her that's how you make money i like that yeah she's looked really <laughs> good she had a goal Mike called would... back against uh china that was i mean i think she still had two other goals but her goal that was called back was particularly sick uh mike what do you think for this team what's your what's your outlook at this point i'm i'm gonna go with the anti-keven so we have like a very tough quarter of the draw yeah. right so we play yeah, sweden sweet next they won all three games they've looked very good and then we play the winner of japan who also won all three games and just beat the tar out of uh spain spain uh and they japan plays norway so we likely would have to beat sweden and japan to get to the semis so i'm gonna say we don't do that, but if we get to the semis, we will win the World Cup. Oh, Ooh. that will mean well, like everything just started clicking. Everybody's yeah. happy. Yeah, they've got like Carly face, uh, Carly Lloyd's face on the on the bulletin board or whatever, and they're just like firing on all cylinders, and and then we'll win the World Cup. But yeah, I don't. I I think I think I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna pull a Ryan Palmer, get up early in the morning, and then just be very sad all day. <laughs> I mean, I like where your head's at. The Sweden and Japan are probably the certainly two of the tougher teams. If we get through there, then it, we, it means if, something, right? It means something. Sweden definitely. has medaled in the last I looked it up, in the last three major tournaments. So Olympic World wow. Cup yeah. between the Olympics Solid. World Cup and the, between those two. So they're a good team. So yeah, can I, I can um, also see us losing? So. I'm actually not gambling on this game. Smart. I feel like it wouldn't be a World Cup podcast if we didn't take a few minutes to just shit on FIFA. And um, the particular way I want to shit on them today is with the way the tournament is organized. So two things I don't understand. Uh, in the men's tournament, the the groups are set up so like only Europe can have more than one team in a group. 
because there's so many European teams in yeah. the tournament. You just have you, you have to do that. Uh, but for whatever reason, despite there only being what like four Concacaf teams in the tournament, uh, oh shit, I guess there's six, but still, uh, six, like six teams, uh, eight groups. They should each go in their own group, but instead, Jamaica and Panama were in the same group, which I thought was very stupid. Uh, and then the way the the brackets are set up, usually like the winner of the group goes on one side of the bracket. And the runner-up of the group goes on the other side of the bracket, so they'd only play each other again in the finals. They just didn't do that this year. So, like, if the U.S. makes it to the semis, we might end up playing Netherlands again. Which, again, what, like, why it's do totally that ridiculous. stuff? Just, this is very easy to avoid. Like, just set the computer program up slightly differently, and then you don't have some guy in Minnesota complaining. Yeah, well, it's and <laughs> well, it's not like they don't have like the template, like. They know, yeah, yeah. They know how exactly. to do, like it's been done before. Like I don't. So why? Uh, my five-year-old son last year for the men's World Cup got very, very into it. I got him a a wall poster, Love like it. a dry erase wall poster. He filled in every score. We like worked through all the points for the groups. We tracked the knockout. Like he was so into it. Got him a wall poster for the women's World Cup. He's equally like he's into it we're doing like keeping track of the scores it's an amazing little uh activity for a five-year-old but his women's world cup poster has a couple of errors on it and if you compare the errors so like one of them was that uh i think it was morocco in their third group game it doesn't say morocco where it should say morocco it says mexico Mm. and if you compare the bracket to the men's world cup the away team in that game was Mexico. So the, whoever <laughs> made this bracket just like didn't erase the thing and put in the women's equivalent. They Oof. just left the whatever the men's was there. And they did the same thing for one of the flags. The And it was actually my son that pointed out. He was like, oh, uh, Colombia's flag looks a lot like Croatia. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, that's definitely the Croatian flag. And oh, they're man, just like the third, yeah, the third team in Group C. Like it just... Look over on your wall, like right next door on the wall, right? Oh, just check over there. I bet it's the same spot that Croatia was in the men's cup. So the template is there. That's the point. Like just, it, We need a look, little, some, little bit more QAQC FIFA. Come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, it's just, come on, folks. Uh, how about Morocco? That's pretty uh, cool. About like how their men's Morocco team did awesome. so awesome. And then their women's team are uh, first time in history going through it too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And like Dan said, they lost their first game 6 nothing. Think two own goals. Now they're going through. That's just like incredible. That was uh was that Germany's group or Brazil's group? Germany. Germany's group. Man, Ger- so Germany, the number two ranked team in the world, going out, unable to beat uh for oh, geez, I should have written it down. Whoever they failed to beat Sorry. this morning. South Korea. Yeah. South and then, Korea. Did you see the um the like viral uh photo of the like man of the match taking the photo of the man of the oh, match. Yeah. And then Kai Havertz no. from the men's <laughs> World Cup had the same thing. Or like she won man of the match, but she didn't go through. She got eliminated. So her photo was just like <laughs> so angry. And then they had the same with Kai Havertz <laughs> so from the upset. men's one too. <laughs> so what happened to Germany of both? <laughs> like so good. the players winning so man good. of the match and then being all pissed off. Losing, going out. Love it. That's amazing. Uh, South Africa has been really good. I wanted to talk about South Africa. 
I watched the highlights of South Africa versus, oh, man, there's so many games. I forget. Uh, somebody. And there's a player named uh, Hilda Magaya, number eight on South Africa. Her nickname is the breadwinner. Oh, she had a goal and an assist in this game. Her goal, the ball comes like it's on the it's rolling on the ground, but like comes kind of passes her as she's entering the 18. It's catching up to her. She has to like wait for it to come across her body on the outside of her body into a shooting position, winds up as the ball's like moving into the spot where she wants to hit it and then brings her leg through as it's moving past her. Uh, just like the technique, the ability, that is so hard. Just an unbelievable bit of uh, skill. Uh, and then her celebration, she's just absolutely iced out, no reaction, dead, <laughs> like just stand still staring. It was so, so cold. I loved it. Uh, and then her assist in the same game, it looked like the same thing. Ball comes through, she's in that same spot. And instead of shooting it, she like no look cuts it back to the top of the six for a tap in for her teammate, like in traffic, unbelievable assist. Just, Oh, this was against Italy. Uh, so good. So good. Uh, the breadwinner after the game, they asked her about it and she said, without the breadwinner, there is no bread. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, come on. Just a fact. Just amazing. I don't know. It's a little disrespectful to all the bakers out there. I have to say, but, that's fine. It's amazing. Yeah, it seems like a. So that's my. Uh, it sounds like a Lil Wayne like lyric or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous enough. So number eight on South Africa. She's my player of the tournament right now. Just amazing stuff. Yeah, love that. Love that. Uh, what else? What else? Any other storylines you guys are interested in here? I mean, should, should we just like talk about kind of favorites? Yeah, anything you want. I mean, I, I feel like, uh, you know, Dan, you wrote on the run order, England through with nine points, but don't seem scary, question mark. But like, just kind of looking at the draw and, you know, they, they beat China, I think, six to one or whatever. And just, you know, you can talk about like uh, USA not clicking or getting unlucky, but, you know, you beat a team by five goals in the world cup, especially your last group game. It's like, things are probably going okay. And their draw seems a little bit friendlier, um, than, than maybe some of the other, you know, big name teams. Uh, so I, I mean, I hate to say this, uh, but if I were a betting man, which obviously I'm not, uh, I think I'd put my money on them. Yeah. I think that's their good example of, uh, what you were talking about earlier, Mike, kind of like, figuring it out and heating up one nil over Haiti in the first game, not convincing six, one over China in the third game. Like, all right, maybe they're, maybe they're heating up. There might be something there. Beth Mead is out. That's part of like why I'm, they seem less scary to me. Like she's just so key for them or has been over the last, whatever it's been four five, six years. Um, but yeah, that China game, I guess maybe they don't need her. Keith, what's Vegas saying? I think so. U.S. are now third, so I'm pretty sure it's England, and I think it was either France or Spain are the second. Um, but I know U.S. is third now when they used to be the like betting favorite. 
So I think England's wow, a good Wow, I'm surprised they're still that high. Yeah. yeah. I think England is good is a good choice. That England and France game potential for the semifinal would be really good. Very tasty. But I'm not gonna Nigeria's been good. Even that round of sixteen. England, Nigeria is gonna be yeah, good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That like like I said, there's no like it's there's no like it's it's not as top heavy as it used to be and like I mean it's 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 cool to see like the you know the Jamaicas go through and South Africa and like uh-huh. and it's not like they're I mean I mean some of them are squeaking through but like they're playing pretty good it's not like they're just relying on one person or like it's very like organized and they have they each have their own kind of like plan of action that they're executing very well um Japan is kind of weird I don't know if they're like they're they're like kind of bunker down but then it's also like organized chaos like you they're one of those like when when I ask the question of like United States, do we really have a plan? You can kind of same ask that same question for Japan, but it's almost like Japan's like that is Japan's plan. Like they don't really have one. Like <laughs> like they just well, and they they just, just like pass. break really. I mean, against like Spain, like all of their goals were just like win the ball and then just like go really fast. Go yeah, and I I feel like that like I don't know. Sometimes people don't like that kind of counterattacking style, but it does feel like, especially in, in tournaments, like you're solid in the back and then you just take your chances. You send, you know, a handful of folks forward at a time. That seems like, you know, it's a strategy that it's like kind of low, low risk, high reward. So, yeah, I don't know. but I, it's I, like, I feel like it, it's fun to watch too, to right? Like the U S mm-hmm. like that's, the, that's the annoying thing about the U our U S team is these games aren't like yes, like our defense is like having, is strong and whatever. Like they're just not fun games to watch. Yeah, like and fun. I'm yeah. like yeah. I'm so thankful I didn't stay up for that two a.m. like game, like Portugal game. Like I would have been so pissed off. Yeah, yeah, they have not been fun. Uh, speaking of the French team, do you guys know who the manager is there? Oh yeah, it's the um uh, Saudi guy, right? Uh, oh, what's his it's name? The- Renard, yeah, the guy. I saw him on the sideline. I was like, "How's he in? The, he's in every World Cup. He <laughs> yeah, just like he'll take any job to just be at a World Cup. He's <laughs> like took Morocco to the World Cup in 2018, Saudi Arabia in 2022, now French women. Like just any big stage, he's like, I got to get on there. I got to find a way. <laughs> I'll take any job. Yeah, I think he's the first manager to to um to get a win in both women's and men's World Cups. Oh, I like that stat. Ivory stat. Coast? Did he take them to the World Cup? Or maybe Who? not. Uh, Renard, the same guy. He's just like... Well, I think, yeah, his, the stat was that he got a win with Saudi Arabia and then a win it, with for Saudi, the men's yeah. and then a, a win with uh, France. The French team. Just feels like every major tournament is just like beautiful French man with his unbuttoned white shirt <laughs> on the sideline. It's a very what starched. is he doing here? How does he always get in? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, what else? Anything? I mean, that's the women's world cup. Yeah. It's time. It's go time. <laughs> it's very much go time. The, the, now the business never. end of the, the tournament, the breadwinning end of the tournament, if you will. If you will. <laughs> I like that. Uh, you guys want to talk about Messi? Or I think last quarter we also said, "Hey, Messi's coming." We ran out of time. He's here now. I mean, yeah, he's here he's now, definitely and here. he's like tearing it up. He uh, is what he's played three games. He's got three or four goals or something like that. Like this is 
I think I, he's got five, five, five yeah. and three, actually. Five? I think this is, like, one of those, like, I know everyone's going to probably shit out MLS, but it's also, like, that just shows you how, like, amazing Messi is, right? Like, he, and that's what people have always, like, the whole Ronaldo versus Messi, like, uh, argument is that Messi makes his, the players around him better. And, like, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, I mean, they've, Inter-Miami is amped up their recruiting these last like yeah, month or whatever sure. and like it's it is a different team than the team that didn't they like weren't they winless in like 15 straight games or yeah, something, something like that but like bad. it just kind of shows you like just how messy just makes the like players around him better like it's pretty cool to see and i'm gonna and like yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not taking it as like shitting on MLS. I think it's just that just shows you like the brilliance of Messi, even at 36. How good yeah. he is. I mean, yeah. he is what eight months removed from leading his team to the World Cup title. He, uh, you know, French league grain of salt or whatever, but he had 16 goals and 16 assists, led the league in assists uh, for PSG. Like, it's not like he was you know playing for. I don't know, like Coventry City, and then he like came over and is tearing it up. Like, I mean, we knew he was good, and he is good, and like, yeah, it's just I, I don't know. I, it's cool, but like not shocking, and not like a indictment on how bad MLS is or whatever. No. Have we? I mean, he's obviously the best player that's ever come into MLS because he's the best player ever. So therefore, he has to be right. Like, there's no, but. Is there anyone that's felt as kind of prime? Like David Villa maybe was still close to his prime when he came yeah, over. Yeah, that was going to like, be my only comparison I could think of. I mean, Beckham, what was Beckham? Beckham wasn't. I mean, Beckham wasn't yeah. bad. Like, I mean, he was on the downfall, but he that's wasn't true. like, he was still, like he wasn't like Steven Gerrard coming over. Like Steven Gerrard yeah. didn't yeah. do anything. Or like Juan um, uh, New York Red Bulls. Juan, I mean, Henri did all right, but Juan Pablo oh. Angel, he was, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, he wasn't like out of his prime yet. That's so a good one. I think that's, that's a, a good, good one. comparison. But like, Carlos Vela is kind of like that was the first one that really popped out when you asked that question. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm like very, very curious, sort of like what happens over the years to come. You know, obviously, like he's playing at a really high level, but is he gonna stay motivated? Is he going to see out his contract? Like, I, I don't know. It's kind of like soap opera stuff where I'm just, I'm very excited to see the next episode. Yeah, he, I mean, he did have a quote that was like, I'm very excited for uh, my daily focus to like be more on my family. Not that I'm not still a professional player, but like, you know what I mean? Or something. And it was like, eh. What, uh, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, MLS is not PSG. Yeah, so, the, or, yeah or like so when like the fun. challenges of MLS come out, right? Like playing on turf. And I think uh, his next game in the League's Cup is in Dallas, and it's supposed to be like 110 degrees or something like that. So mm-hmm. like the real grind of MLS, how how will he react to that? That'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, he doesn't run anyway. That shouldn't be a problem for him. Yeah. And I, I thought I read somewhere... Uh, that he isn't playing on turf, which has been a thing for, I feel like a number of these kind of big stars who come over from Europe is like, they just skip those games or at least don't start. More power to him. I think the, you should get turf out of there. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, Portland. I mean, there's a whole thing about turf. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I don't disagree. I mean, natural grass, natural grass would be better if it was feasible. Uh, but it, like, I mean, it was natural grass. This is a totally different conversation. Better in Montreal than turf is, you know, like yes. Vancouver in a dome. Still, yes. Just don't play in domes. I don't know. Uh, 100% of my Achilles tears have not been on natural grass. I'll just say that. There you go. Just be be careful, Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Just looking out for my guy. Uh, uh, He appreciates that. He's a a listener. He he, he actually emails quite a bit, but we never read those. We just keep them in the pocket. He emails in and is like, please don't read this on on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. You guys just know it'll go straight to his head. You don't want to, you know. You don't want to pump, bump him up anymore than he needs no, to be. Yeah. No, he doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. No name dropping. All right, there you go. That's the run order. What else? Anything? I mean, going once. Cliff's going to be furious. We're not talking about League's Cup, but I'm sorry, Cliff. It just there's no time. What? What is League's Cup? Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. The Women's World Cup's going on. That's all that matters. Yeah, actually, no, yep. this isn't an embar- embarrassment to MLS. This is just a, a, an embarrassment to Liga MX. That's who Messi's been tearing up. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. true. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's it, guys. Always a pleasure. Mike, I hope that uh, 65 minutes of BS was just what you needed. Oh, man. It was exactly what the doctor ordered. Very good. Very good. Keevan, thanks for jumping on. Cliff, thanks. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, guys. Love you, Cliff. Thank you more, Cliff. Bye, guys. If if anyone's playing Soccer Thread Podcast Bingo tonight, Trapatoni is definitely getting mentioned, so they better hold on. I'm going to hit it, and I'm not going to quit it. The audio is sounding great. I, I wish we could see you, Kevin. I really do. Yeah, but. You were looking really solid. Better than solid for those you know 30 seconds. I love I love that, Keeve. We don't see your face, but just when you talk, you're, you're a little green ball, and it just kind of vibrates, just pulses. I feel like, is there something we're forgetting? We clapped. We should be good, right? We clapped. Let's go. Then we talk. Then we thank Cliff. That's, That's all it. I know. Okay. So we're to the talking part. Love you more. <laughs>